one thing I've learned after all these years, you're gonna save yourself a whole lot of tears. Don't try to figure out who was wrong and who was right. Got them moving along, baby. punches hi everybody your old friend mike houlihan welcome back to hibernian radio august 19th saturday august 19th 2023 this is show number 238 believe it or not and we're doing a uh, best of show tonight because well there's a lot to tell you about but you're listening to hibernian radio we're brought to you by madden funds local 150 she he funeral home where all the right people go fox's pizza got to be Foxes, Flood Brothers, and Guinness is good for you. You can hear the show every Saturday night from 7 to 8 on Global Irish Radio, G-I-R.ie. Podcasts are usually up by Sunday, God willing, Sarah Hand willing, uh, at hibernianradio.org. Now, one of the reasons we're doing a best-of show tonight is because on August 30th, we are moving the show... You know what? Believe it or not, we've been through so many different homes. We started at Lizzie McNeil's, and then we were at the Curra, the Emerald Isle, the Cork and Carry, Quigley's Irish Pub, the uh, Big Corner Tavern. We've been around the block with this show. But this place, the new place, the Beacon Pub, is within staggering distance of where I live. That's the beauty. That's the beauty of it right there. I could roll home. It's like two blocks from my humble abode uh, in Forest Park. So it's ideal. And and, uh, Scott Burns is the owner, and he has welcomed us uh, with open arms, and we're working on getting uh, the Forest Park uh, police chief on and several Forest Park coppers and our friend Kevin Forrest, who lives in Forest Park. He's he's a... uh, what the heck is he? He's a Lions cop, and he's helping us uh, find guys. And So it's a whole new beginning, and we're really excited about it. But the other thing we're really excited about is tonight we're delving into the vault. We're going back to the vault. And I spoke to Jeff Lang this morning, and his cousins want to hear his all his shows. So I went back. His first show was in April of 2019. This is our old pal, Jeff Lang. He's the first vice president of the Emerald Society. He's a 30-year veteran of the uh, Cook County Sheriff's Police and has become a good friend over the last five years with the Emerald Society and working on the show and other stuff. And his wife, Kathleen, is just an angel. So he's our pal. So we're going to start with him. Uh, And it's funny thing is that show i went back and listened to it it's only 23 minutes long that was in the old days when we just didn't let the guys talk as much as we do now now it's well they're good if you get a good copper with good stories we let them rip 
So anyway, tonight we're going to be presenting that the return of uh, Jeff Lang, who has, I think, done 14 guest shots on this show in the last five years, and the only other person has done that is the one and only Duke Lynch, who I think we might do next week. And But then on the 30th of August, we'd love to have you all join us at the Beacon Pub at 101 Circle Avenue. It's a delightful little spot. they got a great beer garden. And I, as I said, I could be stagger home from there. The Beacon Pub, August 30th, will be starting at 7 o'clock. But in the meantime, let's have some crack. Uh, let's go back to April of 2019 and talk about our old friend. He's a Bridgeport born and bred guy. He's a, he, he has many terrific stories that you probably have heard on the show. He's also very involved with the Emerald Society. And God bless him. You can see the character of this guy. He he moved his mother and father into his own house. His dad died last year. His mom, Alice, is just a doll. And their dog, what the heck is the dog's name? Beagle the dog. I can't remember the dog's name. Bailey! That's the dog's name. And there's another dog, too. I can't remember that dog's name. Woo, woo. Anyway, this is for you, Jeff Lang. This is from April of 2019, when we just started this show, well, we were like a couple of months into it. This show is now five years old. Can you believe it? Five years in, dedicated to Irish cops, firefighters, paramedics, and nurses, because we honestly believe they are the modern-day equivalent of our ancient Irish mythological warriors. And if there ever was a cultural warrior, Jeff Lang is our guy. So here he is from April of 2019, back to Lizzie McNeil's, and let's listen to our interview with Jeff Lang in April of 2019. We're very honored to have Jeff Lang, who is a 30-year veteran of the uh, Cook County Sheriff's Police, as well as vice president. Is it vice president of the uh, Emerald Society? The second vice president. Okay, so second. My good friend Daniel Kearns is the first vice president, okay. and we don't want to short Daniel. Okay. He's short enough. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thanks. So glad to have you Thank here. Thank you very much, Mike. Now, you're retired now. Yes, sir. When did you leave? Uh, I left in July uh, two years ago. So it'll be three years this July. Okay. And you are born and bred in Bridgeport. Yes, sir. Fourth generation. Wow. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. It is. Uh, Now, do you have have kids? Do you have a family? uh, Uh, It's just me and my wife. Uh, We have no kids. We adopted a beagle. (laughs) So we named the beagle Bailey. Oh, okay. So we got that. Uh, Beagle Bailey, yeah. Beagle Bailey. We <laughs> live in Bridgeport. Uh, uh, the good Lord's been kind. My folks are still with us, so they're still... Are they really? Yep. God bless them. 82 or 83. And and they live in Bridgeport, too? Yep. Yeah. They're still in Bridgeport, so... Uh, are you an only child? Yes, sir. Are you really? Okay. Yeah. So, and you're also a De La Salle meteor, so that kind yep. of fits the whole Bridgeport Graduated uh, profile? Graduated from the Institute in 1977. God, good for you. Um so you were w- narcotics? What were you doing? Uh, I spent most of my career at the police department in narcotics. Okay. Uh, when I left the jail in 91, I went to the sheriff's police, uh, like everybody else, went through another academy, went through the field training program. Oh, wait. So you were at the jail for a long time first? I, my first five years. Oh, okay. It, it, you had to start at the jail before you could go to the sheriff's police. Oh, no kidding. And it was just another testing process, another academy, the whole nine yards. Yeah. And then out to the sheriff's police, we became a patrolman, uh, became a training officer, and then uh, got shipped to narcotics when we had, when we had a meg unit. So you were uh, 
Apostle of the great Mike Sheehan, the sheriff, Sheriff Mike Sheehan. Yes, I came on under the good Sheriff Elrod. And oh, did you? Yeah. Ed O'Grady. Yeah. Uh, we had uh, Mike Sheehan and uh, uh, and whatever. <laughs> we won't talk about the other guy. <laughs> well, you told me it's a family show. Okay. <laughs> you know, uh, a friend of mine, Pete Nolan, he worked on Elrod's campaign, and uh, he says he, Elrod was a pretty good guy. Uh you know, in spite of everything, with the tough as hell, he's in the wheelchair and everything most of his life. I only got to meet the man a couple of times, but okay. he was good with us. Uh, O'Grady had his fans and detractors. <laughs> I just saw Jimmy O'Grady uh, a couple of weeks ago. We were at the Knights of Columbus dinner dance, <laughs> and they gave Jimmy O'Grady an award. Oh, good for him. So okay. he's uh, he said his health is giving him some issues. Oh yeah. But uh, he was still up and around. How old is he now? He's got to be getting. I, up there. He's got to be in his eighties. Yeah. Wow. Be. And he has a son as a police officer as well. Oh, good for him. Uh, so, what made you want to get into the? What, did you have a history in your family in the police, or what's the Actually, deal? Actually, my my great grandfather, uh, James Murray, was a U.S. Marshal during Prohibition. Wow. And so he's the first that uh, that I know of. I also had a, a couple of cousins on the job. And, yeah. Um, I was actually uh, working in the bar business. What bar? Well, I started out at Shenanigans at 16 West of Oh, yeah. <laughs> Holy cow. Yeah. And worked at a, at a couple other places down there. And then, Rush uh, Street, basically. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah, yep. yeah. In the early 80s, it was the place to be. Yeah. Uh, and eventually started taking some tests, and people suggested. Were you a bouncer at Shenanigans? I started out working okay. the door. Because you're a kind of formidable presence. <laughs> you know? I started out uh. on the door. Uh, I became a DJ. I became an assistant manager. Uh. Uh, I think I was just after that, the guy that would hold the keys because they thought I wouldn't lose them. So. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and eventually... Uh, Tested for uh, a few different departments and uh, yeah. wound up with the uh, sheriff's department, eventually sheriff's police. And so you were in narcotics, uh, like investigations or what? You know, The MEG unit, which there's What's still MEGs, mean, the, MEG the Metropolitan unit. Enforcement Group. Oh, uh, okay. It was, so you work all over Cook County? All over the state, basically. Oh, but wow. Yes, we were home-based in Cook County. Uh, so we had uh, support and staff from the Illinois State Police. Cook County Sheriff's Police, and then a whole myriad of suburban police departments. Yeah. They either sent manpower and funding or both, and it was basically to work in an undercover capacity. Oh, undercover. They wanted people actively out hand-to-hand buying narcotics, and that was what we did. So did you have, like, a disguise? No. my Well, my hair was a lot longer. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, so I had that going for me. You look like a guy on the street looking to... Loose joints, or <laughs> <laughs> and and our our mission basically was mid-level narcotic traffickers and above. So if what's that mean, mid-level? Well, they didn't want you buying dime bags of, of oh, cocaine. They yeah, were looking what's to get the point? Half a kilo and up. And wow. Try to try to get to the bigger fish. Continue yeah. to work your way up. So that's what we did. Uh, that's kind of scary. It can be. Yeah. When you when you put the dope and the money together. Oh yeah. That's usually, if it's going to go bad, that's when it'll go bad. Yeah. And then you've got to announce your office. Is that how it works? Or At the end, um, wow. you know, when you, you get that last big purchase where you know that's going to be it. This is the one we're going to bust them on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I did that for a number of years. Uh, did some murder for hires. Uh, oh, no kidding. So I got to do a lot of undercover work, which was fun. Now, the murder for hires, you would go and find some guy and say, hey, I want somebody bumped off on, like, 
Is that usually how? what would happen was an informant would contact one of us yeah. because somebody that they know wanted it, the three that I did. It was always the guy wanted his wife killed. So, <laughs> I Gee, I wonder why. I, I can't imagine why. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, and actually, I, your I, wife's going to listen to this, you know. You know she's, she's right there. <laughs> know, you know, okay. and she, she was a firearms instructor. So oh, it's well. I got to be careful. <laughs> Um, I actually did one at the Cook County Jail. I went back in undercover yeah. and met with an inmate in the visiting section wearing a wire that no they kidding. didn't catch when I walked in. They patted me down and missed the wire, thank God. And uh, he uh, did the solicitation there. He wanted me to, to kill his wife. And How much was he going to pay? Uh, 10000 Okay. 10000 And Actually, that case did go to trial. And wow. He, he, did, he was sentenced to, uh, to 20 years. And then the portion of, upon uh, his release. Wow. So. That's great stuff, though. It's intriguing. It was fun. You know, yeah. I, I, I can't complain. I had a good ride. I, uh, well, a guy in jail is not going to pull the thing on you. He can't get the drop on you. He's in jail. Well, that's the nice part. Yeah. That's the nice part. But and you worked all over the state doing this? I actually and worked in other states. Um, I was a task force officer to uh, the ATF. Oh, yeah. And we worked a couple of long-term investigations. Um, where we're up on Title Threes, which means we're up on people's phones. We're uh -huh. doing overhears. And the case You're tapping their phone. Right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yep, yep. Yeah. Monitoring the phone calls, recording the phone calls uh, under the auspices of the federal government, of course. Yeah. And uh, we traveled to Milwaukee. We traveled to Minnesota. We traveled to St. Louis. Got to work with a great crew. To, the, the, the St. Louis Emerald Society... Those guys are phenomenal. Oh, no kidding. We got to work with uh, Andy Hale, Mike Rowe, and Scotty Poe, Kevin Quinlisk, and those guys. This phenomenal. is in the same time that you're doing undercover work. You're in the Emerald Society. Absolutely. And <laughs> we're go I'm going from town to town, and the first thing I did is I called a good Tom Cody, our past president, yeah. to say, I'm, I'm going to Minnesota. And he goes, well, we're going to hook you up with Jack Davey, president of the Emerald Society of Minnesota. Yeah. I'm going to St. Louis. We're going to hook you up with Mike Rowe. He's the president down there. Huh. They're going huh. up to Milwaukee. We're going to get you with, uh, with Tommy McHale. So wherever we went, we had an Emerald Society. So either we got help, or at the end of the day, they took us to the proper pub. Oh, terrific. Now, you also went to Ireland for the St. Patrick's Day Parade in Dublin, right? Yes. And I said the picture of you carrying the uh, American flag and the parade and everything. Tell me about that. Well, next to sitting across from the world-famous Mike Holohan, this was <laughs> the, the, the greatest uh, <laughs> honor of my career. Uh, I was not a member of the band. Uh -huh. Member of the Emerald Society. Well, what's the difference? I mean, well, they, the guys and girls in the band can actually play instruments. Yes, and I figured that. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do both of those together. And so you, long. but but you're still a member of the Emerald Society. Yes, yes. So what? So you just support and help and cheer them on and well, that, an advocate for them. We, I think we have about 800 active members in the organization. Yeah. I think we got in the organization maybe 100 band members. Oh, really? So it's one big happy family. Yeah. But we don't have to go to band practice on sure. Thursday night. Yeah. So I got a call from Tom Cody because I was going to, my, myself and my wife were going to go on the trip. Yeah. And he said, uh, how do you feel about carrying the American flag in front of the band oh, what an on O'Connell Street, Wow. Dublin, Ireland, St. Patrick's Day? Yeah. I had to put the phone down. I, yeah. What I, year was this? 2015. Oh, that's just two, three years ago, four years ago. Yeah. And we did four other parades. We did a parade in Cove, uh, one in Limerick. Oh, yeah. One in Selbridge. All that week? or Yes. Yeah. Uh, and we also did the memorial for the Garda Shakona at Dublin Castle. It was the first band allowed to march into Dublin Castle since 1922. 
And was this a group that the Emerald Society went all, they all went together, or you guys just happened to be in Dublin with no, them? No, it's a funny story. Years ago, again, Tom Cody, yeah. he runs into the Lord Mayors of Limerick in Dublin, here yeah. in Chicago. Yeah, probably They knew who Patrick's Tom was too. because yeah. of all of his family back then. Sure. A conversation started, and they invited the band to come and play for Paddy's Day. Yeah. And then it took a couple, three years to put everything put together. Put all together. Dave Buckley, a good friend of ours, was retired Garda. There's a, a travel agent over there. Ah. Tony Toner and a few other Garda members helped put it all together. Yeah. And before you know it, we had a trip for about 100 people or so. Wow. Yep. All members of the organization, friends and family, and, of course, the band. And your wife is a police officer as well, so she went yep. too. She was asked to uh, be a member of the Color Guard as well. Oh, terrific. So we both carried flags and uh, at the time of our life. Absolutely. I'll bet you did. Ireland is a preview of heaven. I, I can't wait to go back. Have you been back since? I, we're, we're going to do it within the next. Actually, the band and the organization is working on getting back there to do the same thing uh, within the next couple of years. You know, the Hibernian radio show does a trip to Ireland in October. You might want to look into it. I was, I was reading that. And also, <laughs> oh, uh, Adam Colong, Wild Colonial Boys, I just spoke to him the other day. They're doing another tour oh, really? in November of this year. Is that a band? Yeah, they're phenomenal Irish rockers out of St. Paul. Oh, no kidding. Um, matter yeah. of fact, they did our St. Patrick's Day party for us this year. Yeah. Where it's, does the Emerald Society have their St. Patrick's Day we party? We use the, uh, we're very, very fortunate. They have a very good relationship with the 399ers. The operating oh, sure, local 3 Brian Hickey. Oh, Brian, yeah. Brian Hickey Yeah. and uh, his partner. And we, uh, we've been using their facility now for a number of years. And that's where we do our, our post-parade party. Oh, well, that's a great hall they have, too. Phenomenal yeah. facility. Yeah. yeah. Um, well, do you have any stories you want to tell me or uh, anything in particular, anything out of your – anything? Well, I understand you contacted our good father, Dan Brandt, about appearing Yes, I did, show. but he yeah. hasn't called me back well, yet. I, he called me and asked me, and I, I suggested that he, he, he should do it. Yeah. And I, you know, I just ran into Dan the other night. We were out of – at an Emerald Society meeting in He's Mount the chaplain Bernard. for yes, those who he know. He's the chaplain, chaplain for, the for not only us, for GAPA, which is the German American Police Association, oh. uh, Chicago PD. He's, he's a very, very busy guy. Yeah. He was the pastor at our church. And he's a Bridgeport guy. He's a nativity guy. He was at nativity, yeah. and now we have Father McFarland. Oh, okay. So well, now that's we, a good name. We got a good guy in there. We, yeah. We got this Dan Brandt guy. We had to, you know, send him. <laughs> so, so we're at Mike Dinks's, uh, Hinky Dinks the other night for a meeting. On 111th Street? Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, we do a thing with Mike every year. And a good father is there, of course. And we're, we're having a bit of the Ishkabaha together. Just ah, about, yeah, the water of life. Yes, it is. You know, <laughs> we're talking about things of this and that we were. Uh-huh. And uh, he, I'm asking him, I have a good father, you know, because he's always so busy how he's doing. And he, he's telling me now his relaxation method is he's taking up magic. Magic. He wants yeah. to become a magician. So he says he goes to the library and he gets all these books and magic, and he's learned to do a few tricks. I said, well, Father, you got to do a trick for us here at the bar. Yeah. He says, okay, I'll give it a go. So he says, can I have your wallet? Yeah. Oh, it's Father Dan. I trust yeah, him, sure. so I give him my he's wallet. He's a priest. Yeah. He lays it on the bar. He gets a bar towel, puts the bar towel in the wallet, and he says, close your eyes. Close my eyes. Open my eyes, picks up the towel. There's no wallet. Yeah. I said, well, what kind of trick is that? He said, close your eyes again. Close my eyes. Look, there's the Bartol. Move the Bartol, the wallet's back. <laughs> he said, and I guarantee you, everything you had in that wallet will still be in there. So I open it up, there's my money, my <laughs> credit cards, yeah. and Father Dan's bar tab. Ah, he put the bill in there. <laughs> That's a good trick. Yeah. That's our Father Dan. He's uh, good a, for him. He's a good man. And you paid it, I'll bet, right? No, yeah. it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> yeah. 
Oh, that's great. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so that's a good. I got a story I'll tell you off the air. We uh, had a party there uh, two years ago uh, after the parade at Hinky Dinks. What's the guy who owns it? Mike Hinks. Okay. Yeah, and yeah. his dad. Yeah. It was quite a scene. Uh, but that's a good joint. Uh, they they had to let us set up our headquarters there and everything. Uh, so how is retirement treating you? Retirement is very good. Yeah. Um, do you work out? You look uh, like you're in real good shape. I do. Yeah. Um, I, I try to get after it every day because uh, I, I do like to have a pint or two maybe yeah. in the evening. As do I. Yeah. Uh, yeah. to make you bad. And uh, look after the beagle. And oh, yeah. yeah that takes a Where do you hang out in Bridgeport? We got a couple. Shellers is gone. Shellers is long gone. Yeah. Shinnicks? Uh, I haven't been to Shinnicks in a long time. We got a couple of private clubs in the neighborhood. Oh, of course. How cop of you. (laughs) (laughs) Cops have their own (laughs) private drinking clubs. But there's there's a couple other fine establishments in the neighborhood. uh, Oh, we have our friend Billy Guide. He owns a Cork and Carry over there. Cork and Carry. His dad was a cop. Right down the street is Tommy Turtles, Tommy Mancini from the neighborhood. Okay. Uh, another nice new pub over on 39th and Normal, Ballpark Pub. Oh, okay. Ricky Bertucci and Ricky Rugolich. Very nice place. So we still have a few places. Bridgeport is still thriving. Yeah. Yeah. Not as many as we used to have, but yeah. there's still a few places. That's great. You can find a pint. Yeah. <laughs> now you also have some relatives in Canaryville, right? I do. Yeah. Um, I do. Um, and actually, my cousin, Jane Ryan became the deputy commissioner of the Chicago Fire Department for a number of years. Oh, yeah. Uh, before he retired, and now he's uh, in charge of, uh, he's deputy chief of training for Homeland Security with Cook County. So. For Homeland Security? Yep. Wow. And uh, one of my Mangan cousins, Bobby, a.k.a. the Mangler. Mangan, he, yeah. He was a uh, Chicago police officer, just recently retired or is getting ready to retire. Uh, he worked undercover in the mass transit for a long time, and was an FTO, did all the other normal stuff every other police officer does. Now, let me ask you a question. Um, there's a very anti-police culture in vogue right now that really ticks me off. And, and uh, it's just terrible. In the media, uh, you got any anything you want to tell me about that? What do you think that's all about? Well, the, the media fuels quite a bit of it. I do. I think so, too. Um, and, you know, it's, I always try to tell people, one thing I learned working long-term investigations Follow the money. Yeah. And you see this with the people that, uh, these self-proclaimed in-power politicians. Yes. And you see who they're in bed with. And if you follow the money and the more stones you flip, the more bad you find. And sooner or later, I think the tangent has gone so far that it has to start to come back in at some point. I hope so. Well, that's one of the reasons we do this show. We are strong believers in, in, you know, Blue Lives Matter and all that. And uh, as a matter of fact, we're going to have uh, Joe Ahern on the show next week. Great guy. He is fabulous. And the 100 Club is a great organization. Joe has graciously accepted our invitation to host our dinner dance again this year. Oh, really? At Gaelic Park in September. Oh, okay. Yeah, Joe's a tr- he's been on the show several times. And just a terrific guy. Um, so we're all in, cops and all that. Uh, I think it's just terrific, you guys. And uh, not one story, another story maybe you want to tell me? Uh, <laughs> well, what would you like to hear about? Let's put. I want to hear about a drug deal that went bad or something. Oh, or, yeah. Usually when they go bad, someone gets shot. Someone gets shot. Somebody yeah. gets shot. Yeah. But I'll, I'll tell you a quick story about a guy that I was buying dope from years ago. Yeah. And we're moving up the amounts each transaction. So like you would go and say, I want a kilo, and then I want more and more, you know. Well, so usually if you tell somebody right off the bat you want a kilo, they get they, a little they get scared. They get a little apprehensive. Yeah. 
but we were moving along pretty good, and he was doing pretty good in the dope business, and yeah. we knew that from doing our homework. And he had this brand new SUV. It was all tricked out with the big wheels and all the fancy stuff. And yeah. It was the night of the last deal. We went out to his truck, and he's telling me all about when the truck. When you say we, who was we? Uh, you, me, you myself, and the bad guy. I was oh, just you working. and him? Well, we had our surveillance team and our arrest They're team in place. Right. Yeah. We had people in the bar. We had people outside. Yeah. And we're sitting in this brand-new truck, and I just given him. I've gotten the dope. I waited, gave him the money, and he's counting the money. You waited it like in front of him? What oh, do you, yeah. You have a scale with yeah. you? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Bring my own scale. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> we're very, I've never done a drug deal. We're very industrious. Okay. You, know, you bring your own tools to drug yeah. deals. That's okay. always a good thing. Yeah. And he says, you know what, you should really get you a truck like this. And yeah. I said, you know what, you're right. And I hit the arrest button, and we took <laughs> him off, and, and we seized his truck. Yeah. <laughs> what a good idea. I think I'll take yours. <laughs> he, he wasn't happy. He wasn't. So what do you mean, the arrest? Is there like a button that you had in your pocket that's yeah, like we, alert? Yeah, this was back in the day of pagers. So we also oh. carried another pager that looked just like a pager, but yeah. it sent out a tone. So the wow. surveillance guys are sitting out there, they could hear the tone. Yeah. And when the tone went to the fast tone, that's the arrest signal. And then who's ever, the quarterback out there could tell everybody to, to come cool. out in. Now, how, when they make the, they jump on the SUV and they pull that and they got their guns out and they say, how soon before the guy figures out that you set him up? Or well, does he? It depends. Sometimes they would arrest the UC, the undercover officer as oh, well, just to play the game a little sure. bit longer. Yeah. Um, but if not, when I walked in on the interview, then when I sat down, oh, afterwards, the table, yeah, kind of like we're doing now, you yeah. would have handcuffs on, and <laughs> you would not be so happy. Yes, and I would have a stack of tapes and a few oh. folders. And <laughs> oh, I'd be going to sing, sing for a long time. But he was upset. He actually said he was. I, I Gee, re- you think he was? He was? <laughs> he, was he goes, I really liked you. Oh yeah. Well, well you yeah. are a likable yeah, guy. See, that's the beauty of it. You were doing some acting there and drawing the guy in, and bang! Oh, took yeah. his drug. Yeah, I sat there and drank with him, and yeah. <laughs> now, do they ever say, let's do a line or anything like that? Or how do you get around that? I've had that only happen a couple of times, and it, it was very, very easy. I just told oh, yeah. you, know what? I, I'm a I'm, businessman. Yeah, that's this, right. This takes yeah. the sharpness out of your game. Yeah. If you want to do it, that's on you. I, I don't, don't do want it. you to screw me on this deal. And Yeah. yeah. But I, I know people that it has happened to yeah. in an undercover capacity where they had a gun held to them, forced to ingest wow. the narcotics. and. Then that case gets shut down immediately, and then the officer needs to go to the hospital immediately. Really? Yeah. And that blows the whole cover, yeah. huh? Exactly. And oh, that's actually, I didn't know that. It, well, it used to be that would be aggravated battery on a police officer. Yeah. Now it would be a uh, Class A misdemeanor, I'm sure, and you'd oh. be released <laughs> without charges and oh, yeah. back into the community. You know, we're right around the corner from the Jussie Smollett mm-hmm. uh, Memorial Corner. <laughs> Supposedly that hoax, mm-hmm. that homophobic hoax yeah. happened right over there. Yeah. Just because we can charge people doesn't mean we should. Yeah. Oh, boy. What a mess that is, huh? It's a disaster. It really is. Absolute disaster. Hopefully that'll work itself out. All right, we got to wrap this up. Jeff, you've been very entertaining. Thank you so much for coming. Well, my mother will be proud of it and swear. <laughs> uh, yes. <laughs> we would have bleeped it anyway. Uh, hey, I'll tell you what. Help yourself to some of this great Kerry Gold cheese that we got from our friend Lisa Miller over at Kerry Gold. It's from Ireland. I know. It's, it's, it's outstanding. Oh, it is. Um, so we told them we'd have the cheese on the show. Would you come back and tell me some more stories uh, maybe a couple of months? That'd sure. Be great. It'd be Absolutely. great to have you back. Absolutely. All right. So thank you for your service. We salute you. God bless you. Stay safe and take care of that uh, lovely bride of yours. Uh, is she retired too? Yeah, she retired in December. Uh, Kathleen. Left the training academy in December, and 
She was piped out by the pipes and drums of the Emerald Society. Ah, that's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. All right. Thanks, Jeff. Thank Jeff you. Lang, God bless you. We're going to take a little break here on Hibernian Radio. We'll be right back after these messages from our friends. Flood Brothers Disposal was started over 90 years ago by their grandfather. With more than 20 family members still involved with day-to-day operations, the floods are service-oriented and believe that the right way is the only way to do something. Flood Brothers are price competitive and still offer the personal touch in an industry-trending corporate. For client-centric service without all of that corporate garbage, call Flood Brothers today for a quote on your solid waste, recycling, and yard waste collection services. Call Bob Flood today at 630-261-0400 or go online at floodbrothersdisposal.com. Welcome back to the Flood Brothers. Hey, everybody. This is Charlotte Houlihan. Don't touch that dial. My grandpa will be right back some more Hibernian radio. He said something about seeing a man about a horse. Sounds like I'm actually going to get that pony after all. Irish American News has been bringing you the news important to the Irish in Chicagoland for over 40 years. If you like mostly good news and information from all aspects of the Irish community, check out Irish American News. To advertise or subscribe, call our friend Cliff Carlson at 847-872-0700 or email him at cliff at irishamericannews.com. Irish American News, we've always been green. Cops and firefighters risk their lives almost every day. So they shouldn't have to risk their hard-earned dough in any get-rich schemes or the blather of old pals in the real estate biz. And good luck trying to figure out the stock market or cryptocurrency or even economics 101 when you come home exhausted at the end of your shift. What you need is somebody you can trust. And they're in short supply these days. Hey, take it from me. I've lost fortunes in showbiz because I thought I was smarter than everybody else and I wound up bankrupt and broke. It took me a long time to decide to find a friend I could trust who had my family's best interests at heart. That friend was my late pal, Joe Madden. I met him as he passed the basket at St. Luke's, and I'd turn my pockets inside out as he came to my pew, and I'd say, I'm tapioca. He laughed, but didn't stop him from supporting my films and showbiz endeavors over the years. Joe Madden had my back. A few years before he died, Joe started Madden Funds with his sons, Mike and Danny. The Maddens and Houlihans have been pals for a long, long time. They can advise the best path for your investments. Madden Funds will have your back, too. Need advice on your 401k or your rollover IRA? You can trust Madden Funds to help you protect and grow your investments now and in your family's future. Go to their website, maddenfunds.com. Or call Mike or Dan Madden at 708-848-3200 and tell them who Lee sent you. I was 18 years old when I went down to Dublin with a fistful of money and a cartload of dreams. Take your time, says a father, stop rushing like hell And remember all's not what it seems to be For there's fellas who cut you for the coat on your back Or that watch that you got from your mother 
So take care, me young bucko, and mind yourself well, and would give this we know to me brother. At the time, Uncle Benji was a policeman in Brooklyn, and the father, the youngest, looked after the farm. And a phone call from America said, send the lad over, and the old fella said, sure wouldn't do any harm. For I spent my life working this dirty old ground, for a few pints of porter and the smell of a pound. And sure, maybe there's something you'll learn, all you'll see, and you can bring it back home, make it easier on me. So I landed at Kennedy, and a big yellow taxi carried me and me back through the streets and the rain. Well, me poor heart was thumping around with excitement, and I hardly even heard what the driver was saying. We came in the shore parkway to the flatlands in Brooklyn, to me uncle's apartment on East 53rd. I was feeling so happy, I was humming a song, and I sang, you're as free as a bird. Well, to shorten the story, what I found out that day Was that Benji got shot down in an uptown foray And while I was flying my way to New York Poor Benji was lying in a cold city morgue Well, I phoned up the old fella, told him the news I could tell he could hardly stand up in his shoes and he wept as he told me, go ahead with the plan And not to forget, be a proud Irish man So I went up to Nellie's beside Fordham Road And I started to learn about lifting me load But the heaviest thing that I carried that year was the bittersweet thoughts of my hometown so dear. I went home that December cause the old fella died. I had to borrow the money from a fella on the side. And all the bright flowers and brass couldn't hide the poor wasted face of me father. I sold off the old farmyard for what it was worth And into me bag stuck a handful of her And I boarded a train and it caught me a plate And I found myself back in the U.S. again It's been 22 years since I set foot in Dublin My kids know to use the correct knife and fork but I'll never forget the green grass and the rivers As I keep law and order in the streets of New York na na na
three, two, one, and we are back on Hibernian Radio. You're listening to the Saturday night, August 19th show, a best of show, and we just heard our old pal Jeff Lang telling some stories. You'll be hearing a lot more of him. He'll be back when we get over to the uh, Beacon Pub. But I want to remind everybody that Saturday, September 9th, the Emerald Society is celebrating their halfway to Patty's Day at the Lodge 7, 1412 West Washington Boulevard in Chicago from 1 o'clock in the afternoon till 6 p.m. They're going to be grilling. Special special musical guest is to be announced soon. I think that might be. I'm not going to say who that is. Uh, Guinness Miller and other libations. They're going to have an appearance by the one and only Pipes and Drums of the Emerald Society, of course. Games for the kids. Bags tournament. Few surprises, plenty of burgers and dogs. It's a great party. That's all I can tell you. Kind of an end of summer thing. Saturday, September the 9th, halfway to Patty's Day, Emerald Society, 1412 West Washington Boulevard at Lodge 7 at the FOP Hall. Be there! Then, Saturday night, October 7th, the annual Emerald Society Dinner, Dance, and Awards Dinner, 6 p.m. in the Tara Room at beautiful Gaelic Park, 7119 West 147th Street in Oak Forest. Some deserving police officers will be receiving awards for some extremely heroic act. Our old pal Liam Durkin will be the musical guest. Along with the pipes and drums of the Emerald Society, Open Bar. The words I long to hear. Open Bar. Yes, Guinness on tap. And the master of ceremonies for the evening will be the one and only yours truly, Mike Huli Hulan. I'm honored, guys, to be back, and I will never forget the uh, generous spirit of the Emerald Society in naming me their 2020 and 2021 Man of the Year. Two years because I'm so special. <laughs> okay. Now, I also want to remind everybody, while we're doing plugs, I do my annual film festival September 22nd, 23rd, and 24th out at the Wilmette Theater. It's the ninth annual Irish-American movie, Huli, the only Irish-American film festival in the world. There's plenty of Irish film festivals. This is the only one where we have Irish and Irish-American films. And boy, we got three great films this year. Friday, we're going to start out with Out and About, which is a terrific film uh, by fr our friend uh, Peter Callahan. Oh, by the way, all the filmmakers come to town for this. Peter's from uh, upstate New York, but he'll be there, and he's got this great, great film about uh, Hastings on Hudson, where he lives, about a guy who takes a walk one day. It's as simple as that, and he kind of reviews all his whole life. It's pretty hilarious, touching at the same time, and it's him. He's dynamite and a, a cast of characters in it, so you don't want to miss that. And then Saturday night is uh, a great film called... Lakelands, about a young rugby player uh, in Ireland, a footballer uh, in the Midlands. He's in he's in Cavan, and uh, he's the star of the show, and he's great having a, a pint all the time, and he's just the man of the hour until one night he's in the back of uh, a pub having a sneak and a smoke outside, and three guys come up and beat the living crap out of him. And he gets a concussion, life-threatening, and his whole world just gets turned completely upside down because he had thought of himself as a footballer. His old girlfriend comes. It's just very touching film. 
It's all about making adjustments in life. Probably the best one we've had in many, many years at the uh, Irish American Movie Hooli. You will want, not want to miss it. And we have uh, Patrick McGivney, the writer and director of the film, who will be with us. You can get to meet him, talk to him about it. All about uh, masculinity in the Midlands. That is Saturday night at 8 o'clock at the Wilmette Theater. And then Sunday, uh, September 24th, we have Young Plato. It's a terrific documentary about a, a all-boys Catholic school just outside Belfast. And the kids, you know, they've been through it. They've been through all kinds of things when their parents, uh, poverty, violence, everything of all the, the troubles and everything and these kids are like nine eight nine ten years old and there's a teacher there who says no we got to stop this and he brings in the study of the greek philosophers and he uses greek philosophy to teach these kids how to be a little more not crazy and get away from violence. It's just a really great film and very touching. And who's our guest? None other than the headmaster himself, Kevin McAreevy, the man himself. He will be here that Sunday at 5 o'clock. You don't want to miss that one. Three just dynamite films. So please join us. You'll be hearing a lot more about it uh, in the next several weeks. But now, Billy, you know whenever I'm walking out on Western Avenue, I look in the window of Ken's, Ronks, Hearts, or Neal's, Great Irish saloons and see the ghost of my old pal Jimmy Goff through the mist and he says to me, Hey, holy, who Cue the Danny Boy music. Now, uh, Daniel Dan Hurley, beloved husband of Donna Hurley, loving father of Beth and Dan Hurley. Uh, God rest his soul, he passed away. And uh, the wake and funeral were handled by Sheehy. Oh, the right people out in Orland Park. Also, Sheila Ann McCormick, Nee Lavery, beloved wife of the late Kevin McCormick from the uh, retired, he was Chicago Fire Department, devoted mother of Kevin, Bridget, Brendan, and Megan, loving sister of Helen, Michael, and the late Maureen and the late Arthur Lavery. Uh, let's see here. She was a fond aunt to many nieces and nephews. The funeral mass will be at St. Germain's. Uh, God rest her lovely soul, Sheila Ann McCormick. Also, Maureen McCormick, no relation, Nee O'Brien, devoted wife of the late Daniel, Chicago Fire Department, loving mother of Colleen Kelly, the late Danny, and Kevin. She was a registered nurse for 34 years. Dear friend of many, including the St. Bernard School of Nursing alumni, Funeral masses at St. Elizabeth Seton Church. And Lou Flowers donations to the Retirees, Widows, and Children's Assistant Fund, uh, 20 South Clark Street, uh, Suite 1400 in Chicago, would be appreciated. God rest her soul. William Reardon, loving husband of Jennifer Reardon, loving father of Patrick, Aaron, and Maggie Reardon, dear son of the late Bob and the late Marion Reardon, Warm brother of Peg Reardon, Tom and Mary Reardon, Jean, Tim, and Trish Reardon. Uh, Bill came, oh, this is a good one. Bill came into this world in fine fashion. He was born on Mother's Day, May 10th, 1964. Oh, he's pretty young. In Evergreen Park, a south sider to the core. 
Since his well-timed entrance, he has had a golden touch from day one. He had an ideal childhood. Hopping the fence at Evergreen Park Golf Course, riding bikes in the neighborhood, baseball games in the nearby Sandlot, lunches at Rosangela's Pizza, and trips to Aqua Pool. I used to go to Aqua when I was a kid. Early on, he had a knack for business building, his own lawn care business with over 15 lawns, and he nailed down the paper route at Little Company of Mary Hospital. Wow, a prized position. His agility and speed earned him recognition at Brother Ice High School, where he still holds the record for the first 4x400 relay team to finish under the 320 mark. He proudly would remind his family that the shrine is forever displayed in the lobby of the school. <laughs> Bill received a finance degree from Northern Illinois, worked at Aero Equipment, a company his father and uncle started, and later joined Robert J. Reardon and Company in the 90s, where he began his career as an insurance professional. Bill's passion and attention to detail made him a standout as an insurance broker. Clients became friends and employees were family. In 1989, he met the love of his life, Jennifer Burden from Evanston, on a blind date set up by a friend who just had a hunch. They married in November of 92 and settled down in Glenview, where they became active members in the Our Lady of Perpetual Help Parish. He still holds the men's club record of raising the most money in one calendar year, and he was honored with the Zanomi Award for that accomplishment. His work ethic and appreciation for a well-earned dollar goes back to his first paper route. But Bill's biggest legacy is his three children, Patrick, Aaron, and Maggie. Each of them has inherited his warm, fun-loving spirit and twinkle in their eyes. His spirit will live on as they will continue to make him proud by doing the right thing, enjoying the right song for the moment, and finding a laugh along the way. God rest his lovely soul, Bill Reardon. Also, Jack McDonough, age 22. Oh, my God, that's way too young. Jack McDonough, 22, of Winnetka, beloved son of John McDonough III and Karen Souter McDonough. He was the loving brother of Andrew McDonough. God rest his lovely soul, Jack McDonough. Okay, let's close up the crypt. I think that's, yeah, that's, we'll close up the crypt. And we're going to take a little break, and we'll be right back as we visit Town. So stick around and don't go anywhere. With a history going all the way back to 1896, the International Union of Operating Engineers has continued to protect workers and their families with loyalty and brotherhood. Local 150 has continued to thrive through economic booms and busts with careful training and aggressive organizing. Under the leadership of President and Business Manager Jim Sweeney, Local 150 has implemented programs and action plans to create work, protect benefits, and keep members working. And they've been helping the Irish-American community of Chicagoland for just as long. The Hibernian Radio Show is proud to be associated with Jim Sweeney and Local 150 and we salute the continuing efforts of the International Union of Operating Engineers and their support of Irish and Irish-American families now and in the future. Thanks to Local 150. One hundred and ten years ago, Roger Sheehy started his family business with his sons. Sheehy's have handled a lot of Southside Irish families since then, mine included. 
When my late brother Willie died, my brother Danny and I went out to meet with Bob Sheehy to discuss the wake and funeral. Bob and Jimmy Sheehy are quite simply the best. But there's something else about the Sheehys. Willie was a bachelor. He died alone. The nurses at Northwestern gave me his belongings when I went to pick up his stuff after his death. They gave me his wallet, clothes, and some cash that was on him when he died. As Danny and I discussed what suit to bury Willie in, I handed the cash, 88 bucks, to Bob Sheehy, and I said, put this in his pocket before the week. Danny looked at me funny, and I said, just some walking around money in case he needs it wherever he's going. But Bob Sheehy said, of course. He knew I was grieving in my own way for probably my favorite brother. I'll never forget that. Sure, the Sheehys were great through the whole thing, and as I did Willie's eulogy at Christ the King, I saw Bob standing in the back of the church, laughing along with the rest of our family as I told some Willie tales out of school. I will never forget that. And when I die, I know my old friends Bob and Jimmy Sheehy will be keeping an eye out for me and my family. They are the best in the business. The Sheehys have been helping Irish families on the South Side for a long, long time, just like their father and grandfather before them, Sheehy where all the right people go. Irish American News has been bringing you the news important to the Irish in Chicagoland for over 40 years. If you like mostly good news and information from all aspects of the Irish community, check out Irish American News. To advertise or subscribe, call our friend Cliff Carlson at 847-872-0700 or email him at cliff at irishamericannews.com. Irish American News. We've always been green. Hey folks, Charlotte Houlihan here. Did you know that Hibernian Radio is now streaming worldwide on Global Irish Radio? Every Saturday night at 7 p.m. or 1 a.m. in Ireland. Yes, the Irish are always way ahead of us. Check it out at globalirishradio.com or capital G-I-R dot I-E. Southsiders have always known where to get the best pizza on earth, Fox's Pizza. For over a half century, the Fox family has been creating that delicious thin crust za that your mouth will tell you, this can only be Fox's. It's a Chicago Beverly Institution at 99th and Western, as well as in Orland Park, where they combine delicious food with an Irish pub ambiance. You got the best of both worlds. Still owned by Tom and Frank Fox, whose mom and dad, Frank and Teresa, bought the Western location from Al Capone's sister back in 1964. They opened the doors in Orland at 73 at 143rd and Ravinia Avenue. You'll recognize the stone turrets of their Irish castle, whose great times have been celebrated for generations of Chicagoland Irish. Fox's is perfect for the whole family, pickup or delivery, or you can dine in, relax and have a cocktail with your dinner, whether it's steak, ribs, chicken, or especially pizza, it's all good. Having a party? Fox's also does catering. Call Fox's in Beverly at 773-239-3212 or in Orland Park at 708-349-2111. They're proud sponsors of Hibernian Radio and all Irish first responders. Mention this show for a free toothpick. Gotta love that Fox's pizza. Flood Brothers Disposal was started over 90 years ago by their grandfather. With more than 20 family members still involved with day-to-day operations, the floods are service-oriented and believe that the right way is the only way to do something. 
Flood Brothers are price competitive and still offer the personal touch in an industry-trending corporate. For client-centric service without all of that corporate garbage, call Flood Brothers today for a quote on your solid waste recycling and yard waste collection services. Call Bob Flood today at 630-261-0400 or go online at floodbrothersdisposal.com. Welcome back to the Flood Brothers.
Get me out of here. So deep, deep. All deep. the way up to 93rd Street. Get me out of here, please. Across the tracks where they only spoke yakky dot. Oh. And the people barely survived on a strict diet of <laughs> crunchy bones and bamboo. Hey, man, you want another drink? Yes. Can I get you two? This yeah. This is almost 70 years we're talking. 70 when years? What? Oh. Something entered his cranium. His cranium? And wormed around his frontal lobes oh. and took him to a state of mind. Mind, yes. mind, mind. Hidden place on the other side of... Bunkers. Welcome, <laughs> crazy, silly, screwy. Have a seat. Known as Hooletown. Hooletown. Welcome to Hooletown. Don't stay too long, though. How come? Because you might not come back. <laughs> <laughs> welcome to Hooletown. Why, thank you. And you're welcome. Oh, and we're back. It's your old friend, Mike Hooletown. Welcome back to Hibernian Radio. Don't forget, we're moving to uh, the Beacon Pub, 101 Circle Avenue in the lovely community of Forest Park. Just two blocks from the Houlihan Estate. (laughs) I can crawl home from there. That's the beauty of it. And I'm looking forward to a long and lengthy sojourn at uh, Beacon Pub. Come on out and let's have some laughs. uh, Also, I want to thank everybody who over the last five years has helped us get kept this show going uh some interesting well should we go to hooli town let's go to hooli town our old pal greg holloman usually does the intro and we'll let that play out and then i have some stories here okay here's the story um now i don't take credit for these jokes i don't write the jokes folks but I do cho- choose them. You can see I'm, I'm the curator of the jokes. The recent batch is from our old friend Betty Lauren Maltese. So uh, these were in her file. <laughs> okay, this is called The Brothel. The madam opened the brothel door in Winnipeg and saw a rather dignified, well-dressed, good-looking man in his late 40s or early 50s. 50s. May I help you, sir, she asked. The man replied, I, I want to see Valerie. Sir, Valerie is one of our most expensive ladies. Perhaps you would prefer someone else, said the madam. No, I must see Valerie. Just then Valerie appeared announced and announced to the man she charged $5,000 a visit. Without hesitation, the man pulled out $5,000 and gave it to Valerie, and upstairs they went. After an hour, an hour of delight, the man calmly left. The next night, the man appeared again once more, demanding to see Valerie. Valerie explained that no one had ever come back two nights in a row, as she was just too expensive. 
There are no discounts. The price is still five grand. Again, the man pulled out the money, gave it to Valerie, and they went upstairs for a lovely evening. After an hour, he left. The following night, the man was there yet again. Everyone was astounded that he had come for a third round. But he paid Valerie, and again they went upstairs. After their session, Valerie said to the man, Whoa, no one has ever been with me three nights in a row. Where are you from? The man replied, New Brunswick. Really? She said, I, I have family in New Brunswick. Yeah, the man said. Your sister died, and I'm her attorney. She asked me to give you your 15 grand inheritance. <laughs> okay, that's an old one. I'll, I can't apologize, but I remember I didn't write these. Okay. A man suffered a serious heart attack while shopping in a store. The store clerk called 911 when they saw him collapse to the floor. Paramedics rushed the man to the nearest hospital where he had emergency open-heart bypass surgery. He awakened from the surgery to find himself in the care of nuns at a Catholic hospital. A nun was seated next to his bed holding a clipboard loaded with several forms and a pen. She asked him, how are you going to pay for your treatment? Do you have health insurance, she asked. He replied, no, no health insurance. The nun said, do you have money in the bank? No, no money in the bank. Do you have a relative who could help you with the payments, said the irritated nun? Uh, I only have a spinster sister, and she's a nun. The nun became agitated and announced, nuns are not spinsters. Nuns are married to God. Perfect, the patient replied. Send the bill to my brother-in-law. But up bump Okay. Billy uh, is doing these lovely uh, rim shots for me as we move along on our trip to Hooli Town. Uh, now, there's some jokes that you've probably heard, so I won't do those. Okay. Just trying to... Oh, this is a good one. At breakfast, the husband says to his wife, What would you do if I won the lottery? She says, I'd take my half and leave you, she says matter-of-factly. Great, he says. You're sucked six bucks. I won 12 yesterday. Stay in touch. Oh, this is a good one. This is a good one. A hooded robber burst into a Minnesota bank, and he forced the tellers to load a sack full of cash. On his way out the door, a brave Minnesota customer grabbed the hood and pulled it off, revealing the robber's face. The robber shot the customer without a moment's hesitation. He then looked around the bank and noticed one of the tellers looking straight at him. The robber instantly shot him, too. Everyone in the bank, by now very scared, looked intently down at the floor in silence. They didn't want to make eye contact with this guy. The robber yelled, Well, did anybody see my face? There were a few moments of utter silence in which everyone was plainly afraid to speak. Then one old Norwegian man named Oli tentatively raised his hand without looking up and said, Hey, I think my wife got a pretty good look at you. <laughs> okay, that's terrible. I know, but funny. Come on. Uh, okay, all right, so one more. One more. One more for our police friends. Uh, I found this kind of amusing, and the show's dedicated to our Irish first responders, so you'll get a kick out of this. A young woman was pulled over for speeding. Pennsylvania State Trooper walked to her car window, flipping open his ticket book. 
She said, I bet you're going to try to sell me a ticket to the Pennsylvania Troopers Ball. He replied, Pennsylvania State Troopers don't have balls. There was a moment of silence. He closed his ticket book, tipped his hat, got back in his patrol car and left. Okay, had so much fun today. Uh, join us next week. I don't know what's going to happen, but I do know that on August 30th we're going to be at uh, the Beacon Pub 101, 101 South, 101 Circle Avenue, right down the street from the well, Hello. Uh, hope everybody has a great weekend. God bless you all, and we will see you later. Bye. Yes, I want